You can find more resources on Discovery Bible Study at r2gpodcast.com. That's R, the number two, G as in go, podcast.com. It's good to be with you on the Ready to Go podcast. I'm your host, John Christensen, and again, joined by Pastor Dave Gibson. This week, we're going to be looking at a tool that is used all around the world by church planters and evangelists to introduce seekers to Christ. Over the weeks, we've been talking about engaging people in our spheres of influence with good questions, seeking to go deeper in conversation, maybe even talking about eternal things. So the question is, what now? You've engaged your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends. Some of them are open to spiritual conversations. So where can you take it from here? Well, there's a simple tool called Discovery Bible Study, or DBS for short, that has proven effective for thousands of believers around the world because it's as simple as getting people into God's Word. And Dave, I know you're actually leading a Discovery Bible Study right now. Would you share with us how it works? Happy to, John. You know, the Word of God is powerful. It's living, active, sharper than a two-edged sword. It pierces the division of the soul and the spirit joints and marrow, and judges the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Jesus said, if you search the scriptures, you think in these, you find eternal life. It's these that bear witness of me. That God's word uh, from cover to cover is really shouting out who God is, his revelation to man. And every book of the Bible points to Jesus and points to the cross. And how do we get people into the word and use the word as a tool? It's pretty hard to improve on the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures. And uh, I found that combination of getting people into the Word of God, uh, having an encounter with Jesus through the Word of God, and uh, the Holy Spirit taking that Word and quickening their heart. It's just really, really a powerful dynamic. As you mentioned, it, we're using this in church planting efforts all around the world. Tens of thousands of churches have been planted using this Discovery Bible Study method. You get multiple Discovery Bible studies, you come together, you have a formation of a church, new believers in Christ, and it ends up resulting in disciple-making movements and church planting movements. But it works right here where we live, and I've, I've used it as a tool many, many years. Um, I, there's a couple of ways that you can do it with a Discovery Bible study. Uh, there's a, a, a track of a series of scriptures called Creation to Christ, starting right at the very beginning in, in Genesis and taking some of the main scriptures, about 20 different, I think it's like 22 or 24 different lessons, uh, going through the old, whole, entire Old Testament leading up to uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the life and the ministry of Christ. That's one approach, and uh, we'd be happy to equip people and uh, give them some of the resources and tools and how they can do that. Another approach, and I use this, this is probably my favorite, is the Gospel of John study. And uh, there's six basic questions in the DBS uh, format and training. The first two deal with kind of uh, uh, the personal relational aspect of, of uh, questioning with that person. Uh, what, what are you grateful for is the first question we ask. It, it, develops an attitude of gratitude and worship. We're grateful to God and grateful. Uh, it's kind of the bl burden and the blessing kind of conversation. So a personal interaction with that individual. And then the second one is what's, what's a burden in your life? And the Bible says bear each other's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. So I could be praying for that person's burden. Then we'll read a passage of scripture. In this case, we're going through the book of John. I'm doing it right now with a, a Vietnamese uh, young man, about 40-year-old uh, 
individual named Edison, and it, it's just really, really exciting for me. Uh, but we will read through the passage once. It'll be either a half a chapter or an entire chapter. Re- read through it a second time. So if you're in a group of individuals, you can do it one-on-one, or you can do it with three to five or even more people. A smaller group really is conducive to this, and people who have yet to come into a relationship with Christ, it's a great way for them to discover personally who the Lord is as they unpack the scriptures. Uh, Read through the passage once, somebody else reads through the passage, and then have someone else in that group recite back what that passage, or summarize what that passage was saying. So you've processed the text three times, and then we ask four basic questions. What does this passage say about God? What does it say about uh, humanity and me personally? And then Thirdly, what am I going to apply to my life? It's all obedience-based discipleship. Jesus said, teach them to obey all that I've commanded you, not just teach them all that I commanded you, so to observe and to obey it. And then who am I going to share this with next week? So it puts feet to our our study. I'll give you an example of uh, how the Discovery Bible Study works. I, I love to use the book of John as a tool I was out golfing with uh, some guys over at Braemar in Edina and uh, got picked up with a, a couple of guys. I love to do that. I, I pray before I go out, and oftentimes the Lord will give a natural opportunity to kind of follow the share process and move conversations in a spiritual direction. Well, he, this uh, guy was kind of cussing up a storm, first few uh, holes, and and then he asked me what I do for a living, and I I told him uh, I'm a pastor, and then he starts apologizing the rest of the round for his, his uh, profanity. But uh, we had a wonderful conversation. We had a good round of golf, and uh, so much so that we, we, we decided to get together for lunch and, and pick up on the conversation. We got together that next week, and John said, you know, I'm, I'm on probation for uh, selling drugs. I, I've got a drinking problem. I, I can't stand myself. And... Uh, I, I can't talk to my priest about this or my family or friends about it. I thought I, you're somebody I could talk about this uh, with. And uh, he said, I'd like to know how I can find God. And after many years of evangelism training, I perceived that it just might be a witnessing opportunity, uh, pretty apparent. And I said, well, let's talk about it, John. And uh, I started to share my testimony in the gospel, but I could tell the Holy Spirit really hadn't gripped his heart to where he was ready to trust Christ. And I said, here, 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 why don't I make a suggestion? There's a book in the Bible. The whole Bible is a great portrait of God, and it points to God and his son, Jesus Christ. And one of the most beautiful portraits of Jesus is in the book of John. Let's, let's unpack the book of John, do a little discovery Bible study, and uh, see how we can come into that relationship with him. And he, he loved it. Well, a few weeks into the study, he... Uh, he had already he had come to Grace Church and visited Grace, and he said, "You know, Dave, I, I was at your mass the last couple of Sundays, and you you guys never talk about Mary. What do you think about Mary?" And I said, "Oh, we really like her. We think she's great." But uh, anyways, we we got back into the study of the Word, and and we got to John chapter three about being born again, and this constant theme. I uh, started out with John twenty thirty one. These things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, and that you might have life in his name. 
the, the purpose of the book of John. And then we started looking at the various signs and how uh, the Bible is just revealing who Jesus is, that he is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and how we really can have life in his name. We got to John chapter 3, and this consistent, uh, John said, there's kind of a consistent theme here, isn't there? A believe, 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 believe. And uh, I said, you're right, John. And we, we talked about uh, Nicodemus being born again and or talking about Jesus talking about being born again with Nicodemus, a highly religious person. People, most people know the story. And Jesus said, uh, Nicodemus said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And uh, Nicodemus was confused. He says, what do I do? Go back into my mother's womb a second time. And uh, Jesus said, you don't understand. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Don't marvel. You must be born again. And uh, literally conceived from above to have the Holy Spirit come into our lives where we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Well, John, the, the lights came on. And uh, we went through John 3.16. And I said, you can personalize that, John. In John 3.16, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Put your name in there, John. For God so loved John that he gave his only begotten Son, that if John would believe in him, John will not perish. John will have everlasting life. Tears started coming down John's cheeks. And the lights went on. The Holy Spirit brought him under conviction. And he just so naturally bowed his knee, put his trust in Jesus Christ, invited Christ into his life. And his life has never been the same. And that was quite a few years ago. And we're still best of friends. And he's walking with Jesus today. I've got a meeting right now with a guy named Edison. He's a He's a Vietnamese fellow, 40 years old, and we're going, we're in week three now. We're just finished John chapter two, and I rarely get past John chapter three, and a person doesn't come to Christ. So pray for Edison. God's working on his heart, but uh, I'm praying that he truly will be born of the Spirit. Uh, the DBS is a great strategy. I highly recommend it. And um, Discovery Bible Studies, a great tool for winning people to Jesus. Well, the Word of God really is. Uh, living and active. And that is the beautiful thing about these DBSs is that the, the emphasis is not on the person leading it, but it's on the Word of God. And these simple questions I just am so appreciative of as well because they can be used uh, for discipleship too. These are simple questions that people can use for the passage, any passage, when they're just learning to study the Word of God. This, what does it say about God? What does it say about humanity? How am I going to apply it to my life? And who am I going to share it with? I love that ending to who am I going to share it with right away, get them speaking and proclaiming about Jesus and his word. And so I love this DBS. I love how it uh, opens up doors. And it's something that you would be shocked how many people are open to. Mm -hmm. And so when you're going through the share process and you're engaging people in the workplace, your spheres of influence, we really encourage you to keep your spiritual antennas up and look for people who are open and seekers. And that's the challenge this week is to begin a DBS, a Discovery Bible Study, with one of uh, your coworkers or classmates, or it could be someone in your neighborhood, someone who is in your sphere of influence who is open to these things. And you'd be amazed that you can just ask, uh, would you be interested in, in studying the Bible with me, in doing a Discovery Bible Study with me? And they may not even know fully what that means, 
But it's amazing how many people will say yes mm-hmm. and, are, and are open to spiritual things. So that's our challenge for you this week, is that you would step out and begin a discovery Bible study in your neighborhood, workplace, with some of your classmates, whatever uh, that may be. With Christmas approaching, we'll be looking in future weeks at ways that we can use the holidays and this time of year to share Jesus with those in our lives. The greatest gift that we can give someone is the good news of Jesus Christ. And people's hearts are open, so we want to use this time well. May God grant us grace this week to be lights for a lost world. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.